0: On December 12th, Metro AG has published its results for the financial year 2018-19. So very welcome to a special edition of more talk. We would like to look back what has moved us this year and what lies ahead of us. And nobody knows that better than our CEO, Olaf Koch. So Olaf, what was your personal highlight in 2019?
1: Yeah, I think the honest answer is that it was not just one, but maybe then there was one which was excelling a lot of other things, but uh, my highlights are always when I have a chance to meet the people um, and when I'm travelling throughout our operations, when I meet uh, people that join the company and we can talk about what's the purpose of what we're doing, why does it make sense, why can it you know, create an engagement um, with all of those that are working there. Those are moments when I feel the best and. Um, if I just consider the magnitude of ideas, concepts, the creativity that I could witness throughout 2019, that is uh, quite, quite impressive and those are my highlights. Um, and I always tell people, when I meet people, that's what makes the difference. And that's why I'm saying as well, this is the best company I was allowed to work for. And in a certain way, it all excelled in our leadership boot camp in, in spring 2019 when we tried something new, um, it was a new format. We didn't really know whether that would work out, but um, the idea was not to have too much from stage, but to invite all colleagues to share their ideas, share the experiences, share success, but even as important share failure, what didn't work. And I must say that concept worked way better than we thought it was a magnificent uh, manifestation of diversity and creativity at Metro. And on the other hand, it was a, Fantastic place to meet new colleagues uh, from everywhere around the world. And the third day when we had the delegates, I think that probably was the highlight uh, because it was such a crowd of super engaged and energetic people. Um, I will keep that in memory for long.
2: Yeah, the year was eventful, but also a year full of challenges and changes as well. The voluntary takeover offer of EPGC in the summer, for example, was really moving us a lot. Um, Today, EPGC has nearly 30% of the shares. What do you expect from Daniel Kutinski now as majority shareholder?
1: Well, I think, first of all, it's important to say that um, such a large shareholder with close to 30% is highly welcomed, And we have always stated that uh, my colleagues and myself, the other one is uh, every single interaction uh, that uh, my colleagues and myself had with Mr. Krotinski and Mr. Arcelli, who is one of his uh, partners working on Metro, was super collaborative, uh, was consensual. Uh, we sense a strong backing for the strategic direction. In that way, all good, all positive, And we look forward now to work with them on the future implementation of the strategic direction. And therefore, having a shareholder with such a large percentage of shares, I think is an opportunity, it's not a challenge.
0: One topic that has making the headlines in 2019 was the real sales process. What are the next steps which we can expect?
1: Well, I think, first of all, it's uh, worthwhile to recognize it takes time, indeed. And it takes more time than all of us wished for. And then the VTO, like the one you just mentioned, um, certainly also, is an element that has led to some slowdown in the process. Um, However, the first thing I would state is my strong recognition and acknowledgement for the work the colleagues at Real are doing every day, because that is quite astonishing in such difficult circumstances with a lot of media coverage, a lot of questions, a lot of pushback from suppliers, a lot of stuff going on, which is probably not helping motivation. Um, they are doing a great job every day and they are still convincing and uh, serving millions of customers per day. So I, I, I respect that big time. Also the creativity and the engagement of our executive team there. They didn't stop to work on innovation. They didn't stop today today operations. Um, I think they deserve also quite some credit. And then the one thing that we had in mind in spring was that there should be a continuity for a nucleus of Real and that the brand can continue. And that yes, of course, a significant number of stores would be handed over to other retailers, but therefore also for employees, there will be a certain security of employment by changing the banner. Still, you need the people that work in the store. And then the third part is there will be a number, a smaller number, a significantly smaller number of stores that we might not be able to continue, which was always part of the anticipation at Real. That concept is as progressed as never before. And this I think is the good outcome of a lengthy process. Now we changed the partner just in recent weeks and people might ask the question, why did you do that? And the answer is, well, they came back with a better offer. And secondly, they acknowledged that the antitrust issue is nothing that we take easy, um, but we take very serious. And they also adjusted for that. So we had all good reason at least to start the dialogue with them And then we were impressed on how fast they were moving. And now we have an MOU uh, with a deadline end of January. And we're all looking forward now to make it happen because that is, I think, the most important thing for everyone, that we get it done um, so that all involved have certainty.
0: We also sold 80% of our Metro China business. Why is Wumai the right partner? And what were the first contacts and how were the first contacts with them after
1: the signing? I think the, the, the question probably is still in mind of many of the people watching this right now is why to sell a majority share at all in the beginning. And that has to do with the magnificent achievement of Claude and the predecessors running Metro China um, and implementing a business model that is pretty unique in China, I dare to say. I, I think if you look into the profitability and the profitable growth over the last uh, more than 10 years, uh, Metro China is unique. Why is it unique? It's unique because it has this strong commitment to food safety and food quality, which has never been compromised. And this is the reason why a few years ago, more and more end consumers were knocking on the door and saying, hey, let me in, I want to buy with Metro. And we finally then opened as well for them, uh, which I don't think is a weakness, it's a a manifestation of strength. However, it has led to the situation that less than 30% of our sales are with Horeca and Trader. And then the question came up, do we believe that we are the right guys to compete on food retail in China for the next years? And I said, yeah, maybe we're the right guy to partner up with somebody else uh, that might have more presence in China, more readiness to invest into the future in food retail, because we would not invest in food retail, but rather in food wholesale. So we opened the process um, late 2018, early 2019, The interest was huge, Um, and out of the discussion with the various partners, Woomai turned out to be the one with the strongest commitment into the continuation of the DNA of the business, the beliefs of Metro uh, in the country. And that's why finally we made the choice. And it's also fair to say Woomai is among the most innovative companies in food retail that are acting in that sector.
2: So now it's all about pure wholesale. Wholesale 360 is describing our path to becoming wholesale of the future. Is it just a buzzword or what exactly does it mean?
1: Well, it definitely is not a buzzword. Um, that I can guarantee. But then on the other hand, it's a, of course a complete new, new chapter in the story we are writing all together. And also here, let's go back a few steps and look at why did we come up with the idea. The idea came through, I think, the significant progress made in wholesale as, per se, the core of our company for the future. And that had to do with much more proximity about what our customers need, what they want additionally from products, services, but also channels. And when we started to look into this in more detail, we figured out that there are certain areas that they are not leveraging right now, and digital was one. We, we've We were astonished, 2013-14, I remember like it was yesterday, we were astonished that almost no one was using modern digital tools. And we asked ourselves why, is it because there is none? And we found out no, there's a lot, but people didn't find the access. They didn't find people that were speaking the same language. They didn't find people that had the patience to train them. And that's how we came up with our own digital solution suite and today we have Hospitality Digital a number of relevant products with roughly 190,000 digital accounts today and through this work not only we could generate value which is a proven value through the pilots that we conducted but we could access data and that was probably the moment when we started to understand using that data will tell us even more and for example going through the pnl of our customers we would find out yes product no excuse for a product always needs to be number one on quality, safety, relevance and the like. This will be our obligation for eternity in this business. We will always need to deliver on that one. But product is 35% of total spent. So 65% of what people spend is other stuff like staff, personnel, lease costs, utilities, taxes and the like. And while we were looking at that, We figured out that the conversation about optimizing your business needs to go above and beyond the product. It needs to go above and beyond selling you the raw material. It needs to go into the detail of your menu to make you understand what's missing to excite more customers, what's missing to earn more money, what's missing in combining things, what's missing in intelligence uh, to do this dish in a better way with less shrinkage and better contribution margin. And these conversations led to a learning flow which I wish will never end because we are learning by, you could say by the week, by the day, actually by the hour, by the minute. We are learning all the time new stuff. And when we saw that we can see the ingredients of a menu, we learned from an equipment company that through the ingredients you see the process in the kitchen. If you see the process in the kitchen, you can make a proposal how to make it more efficient by using modern equipment. If you suggest modern equipment to the benefit of the customer, which might have a very short payback, they might say, I don't get the financing. So why not thinking about helping them on financing? You see what I mean? It is something that had to do with a learning journey that was focused on digital and the data we generated. Today is a learning journey that seems endless. And actually, I'm convinced it's endless because there will be always new buckets of value creation that we can address. Now the fine art for Metro will be to pick those that have the biggest meaning for you. And at the same time, make sure that we are doing this at the right risk. So we will not become an equipment manufacturer. Why should we? There are much better people that can do that. But we can be the facilitator to get the equipment manufacturer or reseller into the business of our customers, to the benefit of our customers, to the benefit of the reseller, to the benefit of Metro. And this is something that requires a new way of uh, conducting sales. And I dare to say, probably that's one of our biggest challenges right now, to exactly learn that. And this is what we're doing right now in our pilot regions, like the region in Rhineland, Lyon, Milano, and Madrid. And I'm quite encouraged when I see what the guys are doing. Actually, in a few minutes, I will have my next review with the Lyon team. And that is why I'm so excited about it.
2: Yeah, I'd like to um, deep dive a little bit more into the digital arena as one big part of wholesale 360 We launched Metro Markets this year as well, um, so we have achieved a lot. But what are the plans exactly for, for 2020?
1: The easy answer would be um, scale. Uh, let's take advantage of the things we have already and let's turn them into more tangible business for the core. Uh, Metro Markets, indeed, I think was a record uh, ramp-up phase for such a fully-fledged marketplace that the team has achieved. Now it's all about making sure that the revenue gets uh, through the system and uh, they made 1 million um, just after a few weeks, which I think in itself already is a great achievement, with more than 100,000 SKUs meanwhile, so well done, uh, very impressive. The same thing we need to do with the digital tools that we have to make sure that we are not only providing benefit to our customers, but also in return will retain more turnover and a higher share of wallet. And the list of additional things that we have in mind is pretty loaded, but it's also here, I think, the fine art to make sure that we are not doing too many things at a time, but we're doing the right things in the right intensity at this time.
0: You talked about the expansion of the core business of Metrol. And we all know about the partnership with Pentagast uh, in Austria. Are there any news for us for 2020, new projects that you can talk about now?
1: No. (laughs) Well, I, I think I shouldn't. So the answer is yes, there are many additional ideas that are being developed. And what I like is there's a central team here from SME Services that is permanently exploring new ideas. But I start to see many of these things as well, decentrally. in in various countries. India want to be um, named and highlighted here. And as I said before, I think the magic is not to give people the vision. It's not to have uh, the projection for the future. The magic is making it happen. And therefore, I think we are well advised to be selective in the things we do. Now, one is, I think, probably almost public domain, which is the financing uh, component there, it seems like we are hitting the nail on the head because for restaurateurs, it's very difficult to almost impossible to get financing. Um, Banks typically are shying away from the risk profile of a restaurateur. And now why should Metro be better in this? Well, we have the transaction data with our customers that tells you about the business. Uh, The new European legislation. Um, has given us access to the accounts of our customers if they give us the allowance for that. So if you wanted to give me access to your financial bank account to do an assessment and a scoring and you give me that approval, your bank needs to give me access in 24 hours. Combining that algorithm with our algorithm gives you probably the best scoring possible to then team up with an external financing partner to give you credit. And these things are piloted now. Um, the first pilot results are very encouraging and that most likely will be one of the big themes in 2020.
0: Thanks Ola for this inspirational conversation. I'm sure you're having quite some words to your employees. This is your camera.
1: Well thank you colleagues for another year of um, strong engagement, lots of good work, um, many great ideas and um, I say this thank you wholeheartedly on behalf of my colleagues in the board and also in the partnership. Uh, We are all impressed with what you've done. And I say that as well, also acknowledging that right now here at the campus, we are driving an efficiency program. Um, There is no escape from it because as a wholesale company, we also need to make sure we are running at the lowest cost possible. We are doing this in a a way that uh, you will see us treating you fairly and uh, in a transparent way and we will make sure that the moment of uncertainty, which is still there, will be kept as short as possible. Um, But efficiency is not just a thing. It's an obligation for a wholesale company. By the way, not only here at the campus, it's the same across the portfolio of Metro and uh, in many other places, um, efficiency programs have been conducted or are conducted right now. But that's not the core of wholesale. The core of wholesale, of course, is that we show that we are more relevant and that we are driving more growth and that we are inspiring customers to be aware of Metro and then conduct business with Metro on a growing path. This, fellow colleagues, has been achieved in last fiscal year in the best way since 10 years, since more than 10 years. With a like-for-like growth above 2.4%, growing roughly 5% in Horica and Trader, the growth momentum has achieved a velocity which is only possible because of the good work, the great work that you are doing day by day. On the other hand, as we just discussed on Holstead 360 and many other initiatives that are underway, I feel like we have a basket full of new solutions, of new ideas, of new projects, uh, which is as rich as never before. So that's the second component. And rich is a good bridge um, because, yes, um, the transactions that we are conducting will give us access to more financial means. We are expecting a cash inflow of above 1 billion euro through the transaction in China only. And what does that mean? Well, that means that our capability to invest into growth is becoming superior. So therefore, good growth momentum combined with a great set of ideas and the financial power, that sounds like a good combination for 2020. And I'm sure that by 2020, when you're coming back, you will put your effort, your engagement, your excitement, your motivation, and your passion to implement those things. I fully trust in that, as so do my fellow colleagues. But until then, um, I first of all wish you a happy holiday season uh, with your friends, with your families, recharge batteries to the maximum extent. Why? Well, because we need that energy as of 2020 and therefore I wish you all the best, take care and see you in 2020.
2: Yeah, thank you for the interview and the More Talk team also says goodbye for this year. Thank you very much for watching. We wish you all a very Happy Christmas and look forward to seeing you for the next edition of More Talk here on United.